I hate this part. It's, it's easily the worst part of doing <laughs> anything in my life. <laughs> okay, Sorry. I'm... I'm you ready? What is on my knee? Okay. Okay. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to Cinegrade, the podcast where we take a movie, break it down, and give it a score in five different categories of filmmaking, after which we give it its own personal grade. My name is Chelsea. My name is Elsha. And today, we're doing... Um, Quite the movie. Quite the movie. <laughs> uh, One that uh, probably people wouldn't expect. You might be thinking, what a random movie. <laughs> or you already have preconceived notions about this movie. Yeah, I'm going to get into that. Uh, uh, first of all, what this movie means to me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get into um, my whole theory on the misogynistic nature Ooh. of society. Whoa. Um, this is going to get deep. Before we get into that, though, do uh-huh. you remember first seeing this movie? Oh, man. I definitely did not see it in theaters. I watched, like, I want to say Eclipse in theaters. What? Like, trailers? What? You saw Eclipse in theaters? No, Eclipse. The movie. Oh, the movie. <laughs> Eclipse. Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I watched clips in theaters. Sure. No, I watched. I definitely watched a clips in theaters. I don't think I watched any of the other movies in theaters though, and I didn't That's see the weird. last two until like a long time after they came out for some reason. I wasn't really a huge fan. You weren't a Twilight. No. Um. Yeah, I think so. Um. But I had watched them, and I was like, yeah, they're fine. But I knew everyone had like really strong opinions about it mm-hmm. and i was like whoa people are insane people need to calm down <laughs> mostly because people were like this is the worst movie ever ever and i was like well it's pr- not that bad if people yeah. like it people are allowed to like things calm yourself <laughs> and so yeah i didn't really have like huge strong opinions either way but then i mean we we've watched it many times <laughs> yeah, um and uh yeah it's 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 really entertaining. It's just fun. It's 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 a movie where it's like it's not deep. But it's not supposed to it's be debatable. I mean sure. <laughs> um I remember I remember watching TV mm-hmm. and like this is back when cable was a thing. Yeah. This is probably when I was like nine or something mm-hmm. and uh twilight was on so we started watching it me and my mom but we started watching it like halfway through and i remember watching it and being like this isn't a bad movie mm-hmm. i kind of enjoy it so when new moon was coming out i was like all right we're gonna go see this in theaters and so i did and i really liked it uh there was a this cliffhanger at the end i specifically remember seeing that um and then we decided to get all the books. I wasn't. I'm not super into reading though, so my mom read all the books. I think my mom had also, maybe she'd read all the books. She really loved Twilight. It's an interesting dynamic. And I was like, eh. like how the, and I'll get into it later. But how you, this this uh, sort of franchise gets really into like moms love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really weird. When did the first movie come out? Two thousand eight. So we were a bit too young. <laughs> we were pretty young. Because we were eight when it came out. But then. I saw New Moon in theaters, and I think that was the next year. Yeah. So I was like nine. Yeah. I think that might have been why I wasn't 
too into it because I was like, uh, but I was also like, we were younger and I was mm-hmm. like, eh, I don't know. So I watched the movie um, and I really liked it. And I remember I saw all the rest of them in theaters. I mm-hmm. saw, I remember seeing a clips in theaters because I remember the girls behind me. <laughs> um, this is before you could reserve seats. Oh. So they put their sweaters on the chair and then they were like, can you save my spot? Like, make sure nobody sits there. And I was like, I got you. I won't. <laughs> Your sweater's probably good enough, but I'll I'll make sure to fight anybody who's there. <laughs> nice. And um, good smear. I saw them all with my mom because I didn't know anybody who liked them. Yeah. I still don't. Well, I guess uh, yeah, but like I didn't. I still didn't really know anybody. Like especially didn't go to school with anybody who liked them. Yeah. So I saw them all with my family, and I usually see movies with my family, anyways. Mhm. Yep, and we saw we saw all of them. I remember seeing all of them in theaters, and it mm-hmm. was great. So. It is something that I was like I wasn't a huge fan of, but I have read the books. I've not read the That's, books. It just took me a while to read the books. Yeah. I remember reading the first Twilight maybe when I was like fourteen, mm-hmm. and I remember being so into it that I read half of it and then I had to go to bed. Like it was one of those things where oh, I wanted yeah. to keep reading but I had to go to sleep. Yeah. And then I went to school the next day. And just the whole day, you were like, I was I like, I have Twilight. to go read the rest of this book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I don't know if it's necessarily a well-written book, but it was so romantic. It was like reading fan fiction. Yeah. And we all know how much I love my fan fiction. <laughs> so I That's was like living does. through these books. And um, the one thing I want to say about it, I guess now I'll bring it up. Uh-huh. Uh, well, first of all, I think we want to kind of judge this somewhat objectively. Yeah. Again, like, I don't think you can really be that objective about art, because if you like it, you like it. Yeah. Um, but this movie gets an immense amount of hate for what I think is no reason. Yeah, and I agree with that. Like... Like, it was a big deal at the time. Especially towards the actors, specifically. Yeah. I feel like Chris and Stewart and Robert Pattinson got so much hate. I think they're still having to they live through that. S- yeah, I think they still have this stigma attached to them about how, te- I'm putting this in quotations, how terrible of an actor they are mm-hmm. or actress. Which is like crazy because yeah. like they're actually really good actors. Yeah, like they've both gone on to do like pretty critically acclaimed movies. Yeah, Robert Pattinson I think could win an Oscar. Yeah. Kristen Stewart maybe too, but. Didn't she win like, she won a really good like. French award or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's almost like an Oscar, but it's like French or something. <laughs> a French Oscar. <laughs> a French Oscar. Like they've they've yeah. both done really good stuff since then. Yeah. But they have this weird stigma attached to it that Kristen Sh- Kristen Stewart has no personality. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I mean, he is kind of crazy, but he's great. <laughs> yeah. The thing about it is just. Like, it got so much hate. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's it's not surprising to me because it's just that thing about if it's something that teenage girls like, it's, it's automatically it's stupid. Yeah. And it's it's like I was, it's yeah, like I was reading in this article, it's thinly veiled misogyny. Mm-hmm. And it'll happen with, with anything. It happened with Justin Bieber, uh, like One Direction, mm-hmm. probably happened with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was reading some some uh, early reviews of the Beatles <laughs> a couple days ago, and it, they were all like, "Oh, it's just teenage dumbness. It's, they're never gonna last. In a few years, you won't even know who they are." And it's like, well, 
look at where we are now. <laughs> well, you were wrong. And and it's like all these kind of things that it's like if it's made for the teenage demographic, mm-hmm. specifically for women, then it's automatically not good. Yeah. And and I think it's so stupid because you have all these people who haven't even seen the movie. And they're all like, well, it's dumb. It's a book glittery vampires. Yeah. And it's like... I mean, my point isn't that you have to love Twilight. No. You can hate it. You can hate the acting, and you can hate the story, and you can hate everything about it, but you have to have watched it. Yeah. I think have the thing that is, opinion. Yeah, you have to have seen something to have a, an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Saying, like, oh, this sucks, but have not seen it, it's just throwing fuel into the fire of other people hating something and just wanting to agree with yeah, them. Yeah, it's just hopping on the bandwagon of Yeah. So... People need to calm. It's just to make (laughs) those people who like it feel like they are for some reason not valid in liking it. And like they don't have an opinion, like a valid opinion. Like it's just not fair. And it's like, I don't know if this kind of thing happens with stuff that teenage boys like. I don't think it. Especially, definitely not to the same extent because you can never, because I don't think girls care enough to like outwardly go and hate on it so much. I think that, I don't know, it might be because teenage girls generally tend to be more outward about things they like yeah so because of that everyone knows that they, they like think it they're like crazy so they think they're crazy yeah, yeah. even though guys 100 percent do that with other things oh well, yeah but like but they're just not as like what's like, something teenage boys like uh sports <laughs> <laughs> video games i mean i like video games but like oh yeah that's another thing like you don't have to be a girl to like twilight yeah perfect example <laughs> last year at res <laughs> oh yeah we met a guy who was like that's a, that's an argument i had with this other person mm-hmm. who i won't say their name you know who they are though okay Anyways, I had an argument oh, with yeah, this I guy. <laughs> yeah, I do. You said argument, and I was like, I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about. I had an argument with him about the movie because I said, I like Twilight. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad movie. And yeah. you have lots of people who are like, you know, I like Twilight. I know it's a bad movie, but I mean, it's like a guilty pleasure. And I'm like, well, if you like it, you why like is it? it bad? Yeah. And I'm like, I just don't understand this whole thing of like, what is bad about it? Well, and it's the same kind of thing of people being like, I like something and someone else doesn't like it. And therefore, like, some people, if some if someone they know doesn't like it, they'll be like, oh, I guess I don't like it. Yeah, you it's know? like sort of shames you into yeah. saying I don't enjoy it. But it's it. like, if you enjoy it, that's your thing. And, and that's fine. Like- there's other people that have the same opinion as you. And there's a ton of people that also don't have the same opinion as you. Yeah. And that's fine. <laughs> I don't like the idea of having a guilty pleasure. Because I don't think you should be guilty about your pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> unless enjoy it's something. Like a unless it's harmful weird. thing. Yeah. Unless it's like actually doing bad. <laughs> then maybe you need to go but get some it- help. <laughs> but if it's a guilty pleasure movie... <laughs> So Go for it. <laughs> I had an argument with this guy, and I was like, well, I like the movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it gets un- it unnecessary hate for no reason. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's an objectively bad movie. Yeah, he uh, he had some bad opinions. We'll just <laughs> say that. And I told There him, was many other fights we had. I was like, you can't have an objectively bad movie. Yeah. I mean, like, you could have movies that are, like, low quality in its production mm. and therefore feel really garbage. Yeah. But I don't think you can say this movie is, like, objectively terrible. 
He told me you could. And then we met another guy who said, no, I like Twilight. I think they're good movies. And then he said, I think you can have an objectively bad movie, but that Twilight isn't bad. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I you're, don't know, but you're on my side. So, <laughs> yeah, you're like, so I'll kind of agree with you half. <laughs> um, and then he came and watched the movies with us. Yeah, this... Shout out to that guy. Yeah, shout out to that guy. <laughs> you know who you are. He's you're never listening. Gonna listen He's to never going to listen to it. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, but it was yeah. fun. We got someone on our side. And I think people now are more coming into it like because it's not so popular. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Well, because it's not like such a controversial thing now. Because yeah, it's yeah. not like popular right now. Yeah. People who's, who liked it originally, they still like it. But it's not like a hot topic to talk about right now or to watch. Mm-hmm. So like if you if you watch it for the first time now... You're going to like it if you like it. You're not going to like it if what you don't. What do you don't. think the Twilight so. of Now is? Like the thing we all hate on because teenage girls love it. Ooh. Would it be TikTok? thing is, TikTok's... It's it's weird because, like, it's not the platform. It's... Yeah. It's Because the thing is, the platform itself is fine. Mm-hmm. It's just that the the content that's, like, catered to... I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, there's, like, Vine-like and, like, normal kind of things on TikTok that are fine. Yeah. But then there's the, like, weird, like, we're just gonna do a dance and everyone's gonna do the same thing mm-hmm. stuff. That's more of, like, a TikTok thing. Yeah. That I personally find um, not funny at all. <laughs> and very obnoxious. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't but know. like, that's we're, not the plat. I don't know. We're kind of, like, newly removed from teenagehood. Yeah. Like, we're not really at that age anymore where that's... Like, we're not in high school. Mm-hmm. So... But we're still pretty young. Yeah. So... I don't know what it would be now. And maybe it's still happening. But my point is... um, You should... You should watch things before you, you like. have an opinion on it. And yeah. you should make your opinion your own. Yeah. Watch things that you want to watch. And... That's it. <laughs> and you can even say you don't want to watch Twilight. That's fine. Yeah. But if you're going to say that, then you can't go around saying that it's a terrible garbage movie that has nothing good about it ever. Yeah. You know? It's just, it depends on how you go about it. Yep. All right. So I'm going to give you some pre-production. Nice. It's adapted from the book by the same name by Stephanie Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, those are pretty big books, <laughs> I think. Yeah, those they had like, like big followings, midnight releases. They were kind of like um like Harry Potter and that yeah. kind of realm of fame. Uh they started development in two thousand four. I think that's the same year the book was um released. But with Paramount, but it was vastly different. Mm-hmm. Uh Bella was like a star athlete. Oh. And it was basically like not even the book. Oh. They could have. They, they said they could have put a different name, and nobody would have ever made the connection. Huh. But um, I don't think Stephanie Meyer liked that. So Summit took it up in two thousand seven, and they got director Catherine Hardwick. Nice. Um, who I think is really. I like her. I uh, was watching some behind the scenes stuff, and she just seemed really passionate about it. That's good. Yeah. We love some good. She seems. She people. seems cool. Um, screenplays written by Melissa Rosenberg. They said that they wanted to make it as close to the book as they could. So I they, admire that. <laughs> yeah, so they had a bunch of, um, they had, they really had a lot of collaboration with the author. Mm-hmm. 
which I think is good. I think a lot of the times you have books and people will be like, oh, they left out this scene. And I'm like, well, books are long. Yeah. <laughs> you can't put everything like, in the, the movie. Like, the thing is, there, there's some people that are super crazy about, like, the book was better. And, like, sure. Yeah, but Why? books like, have a sure. lot more. But also books, yeah, they're so much longer. And also it's a different medium. Yeah. Like, you can't put so many details about, like, I don't know. Like, like books have really specific small details that you it just doesn't translate into a movie or a yeah, TV show very well. Yeah, or you can't well. do it. You can't have that much exposition in a movie because yeah. you don't have all the between the lines yeah, that, exactly. you can, that you can express that. So I admire movies and directors that work with the original source material mm-hmm. and are able to kind of pick out the things that are necessary and the things that aren't <laughs> yeah to tell the same story and do it well so you know what i always hate about book people what <laughs> <laughs> i always got told when i was in school all the book people were like you have to read the book before you see the movie yeah and i'm always like why and they can never answer that question yeah they're always like because you do and i feel I'm like whenever i said why they would always be like well, because the book's better, and if you like the movie more, then like you're gonna have a different opinion about the book. And I'm like, that makes no sense. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, I just don't understand why it makes any difference. In fact, I would rather watch the movie because when I read the book first and I imagine what it looks like, it's different in the movie, and it makes me mad. Yeah. Because then I'm like, this person isn't it at all what I imagined they look like. But yeah. when I watch the movie first, and then I read the book, then I'm like, okay, this is what they look like. Yeah. I don't have to have that moment of being like, well, I don't... Like, oh, it doesn't look like how I thought it and would. And I think I some like people it. do yeah. like the idea of being like, oh, no, then I can imagine my own world. And I'm like, but why would you want that? Because now when you look at the movie, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like that. I don't understand. The same thing happened to me with, like, Divergent. I had watched the movie and then read all the books. Mm-hmm. But then once I got to the movie, like, number two... Yeah. It was different because they went to a new place and it didn't look the same. Yeah. So I was like, I hate this. <laughs> um, so I think those people need to reevaluate why they think it's so important and then give me a real answer about it. Yeah. Maybe there's a good reason, but I've never heard it. Yeah, I haven't either. So. So anyways, they did try really hard to make it pretty much the same. And I think they did a good job. I've read the books. Yeah, I have not, so but I haven't heard that people are mad about how they translated it. I mean, it really. there's a lot, there is more information in the books, and I think it does help to know that information, and they might not really express it in the movies, but you can still watch the movies and be fine. Yeah. Um. So, they shot in Oregon, Yeah. but then later moved to Vancouver, mm-hmm. and movie number two to five, I think, all were shot here. Um, in fact, we could go visit the Cullen house. We could. I don't know where it is. Yeah, but, but we, we could. could. <laughs> um, and it had a budget of $37 million. So. That's pretty good for like. It's not a low budget movie, but it is kind of an indie movie. Yeah, I was going to say that's a pretty good budget for like a pretty much indie movie. The first movie was pretty like. It is pretty. It is an indie movie. Yeah, actually. the first movie was an indie movie. I think so. What's the I definition it, of an indie movie? Independent? Yeah. But does that mean it has to be... I don't know. <laughs> I think it... studio that's... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be, like, a big blockbuster movie, though. 
No, but it, the books were so popular that I think they knew they were probably going to make more. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think that they knew that, like, it was going to be as big as it was. Yeah. It's always interesting to see, like, behind-the-scenes stuff of things where people obviously don't know that it's going to be huge. Yeah, and then... Yeah. Yeah. Like, my mind goes to... We're back to Star Wars. <laughs> they never knew doing the first movie that it was going to be as big as it was. And they all kind of thought it was going to be this this dumb script. <laughs> like, they, not a, nobody's really excited on that set. Mm-hmm. But then it became a huge thing. Breakfast Club 2 was kind of like that. Mm. Um, yeah. They all just were like, I had no idea it would become a cultural thing. Well. And so, I'm sure on the first set, I think I saw a uh, an interview or like a, a quote from one of the actors. They said it was like summer camp. Because, like, they could just go out and do whatever they wanted. Nobody knew who they were. And they yeah. got so famous. It's it's interesting to always look at stuff like that, that before it became really famous. Yeah, before anyone knew who any of these people were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think any of them were really famous. Yeah. Uh, Let's get into the categories. Nice. Okay, so we'll go through each category in regards to story, character, visual, editing, music, and societal impact. And we'll give it a score out of 10 for each category. We will then combine those scores to give us a score out of 20 for each round, uh, giving us an even grade out of 100 at the end. Afterwards, the film will have a chance to win up to three bonus points in the bonus best round. Um, so round one story score, scoring based on writing and plot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one thing to keep in mind is that uh, a, we're not judging all the movies. Yeah, we're judging the we're first ju- one. Just in the first one, so you have to take that into consideration. Yeah. Let's let's talk through a little bit cuz it's it's very much an introductory story. Yeah. Like it's you get the sense that there's not a whole lot of plot happening because you have a lot of it being a sort of building relationship between Edward and Bella. A lot of it's yeah, it's it's introducing the relationship but it's also introducing here's these different groups of people and this all the different things that are happening in the world. Yeah. And all the things that these vampires can do. And, like... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's introducing a lot. And the actual, like, plot itself is pretty simple. Yeah, and it really kind of, like... The whole arc of all the movies doesn't really start until the second movie. Yeah. This first movie is more just establishing character. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a 7.5 to begin with. Okay. What did you say? I said seven. <laughs> okay. I but was I, thinking seven or 7.5. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that's really interesting about these this this movie, and I guess subsequently all the ones after that, mm-hmm. is that it has a lot of world building. It does. Yeah. I, I would say that in general, the movies, if they do anything, they do, pretty good, they do a pretty good job at world building. Yeah. Because... Um, I mean, say what you want about them. They do have... It's, it has its own set of rules. It does. And also, it's it's a good enough set of rules that people, like, spoof off of it and know about it. Even yeah. if they haven't really watched Twilight. They know the rules of the vampires and the werewolves in these movies. Yeah. Which says something about that it's a... They built the world pretty well. And it's, like, a believable thing. And also, it's, like... They've kind of created their own definition of what a vampire is. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like a, a cliche Dracula like, type. Yeah. They sleep in coffins and can't 
look in the mirror, whatever. <laughs> They're invisible <laughs> mirrors. Hate garlic. Yeah. It's like they are like these kind of insane type of uh, perfect creatures that that they are like the like what he says he's the most dangerous creature there it's it's an interesting take on that kind of thing because i guess really the core of it is they are struggling between their um sense of humanity i guess and not being human yeah so like how he believes he doesn't have a soul and he has to struggle between um like does that matter like are you can you still be a good person yeah i don't know how you can translate that to human life (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what we're supposed to take from that yeah i'm not sure but i think it's more so that you have a choice that he has a choice in being who he wants to be Mm -hmm. so yeah the world building is really good Mm -hmm. Uh, specifically in this movie you kind of do have the exposition of who the vampires are and what they can do yeah you get a good good sense of like the danger of what could happen later in the movies it is a romance yes so i mean i guess some people can look at romance stories and think that they're just kind of like vapid non-important things Mm -hmm. but i I mean i like romance stories (laughs) i think they're 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 you know nobody has a problem when it's music doing that all music all songs are about falling in love. Yeah. But as soon as we put that on to, to, to screen, it's all garbage romance. Yeah. Teen angst. Yeah. Which is garbage. <laughs> again, we're going back to this this hate on teenage girls. Yeah. I'm seething. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the dialogue can be tricky in some respects. Mm-hmm. You have certain lines that I'm like... It's a bit awkward. She says, like, <laughs> I was undeniably and irrevocably in love with him. Yeah. I'm like, irrevocably? It also... What a pretentious word. <laughs> <laughs> it It's something where it's like, oh, that was taken from the book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you hear it and you're like, yeah, that's a book thing that I was said. I think she said that they had to keep the lion and the lamb in there. Like, it oh. has to be straight from the book she said because people have this tattooed on them oh I'm like who's tattooing and so the lion fell in love with the lamb <laughs> that is very odd and then what do they have the stupid lion and the sick masochistic lamb <laughs> <laughs> there's like certain things and there's certain things about i guess you could say edward is kind of a stalker i mean yeah but um <laughs> I mean, it's kind of different. She's she's kind of into it. That, I mean, yeah, I was gonna. S- I was gonna say saying so. that it's a good thing, but I mean, yeah, I was. I, I I just didn't want this to be taken out of context. But I was gonna say like, yeah, he stalks her, but like, she doesn't do anything to stop him stalking her. Yeah, she doesn't. So clearly, it's it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I like don't want the taken out of context that you should stalk someone and yeah. if they don't do anything that it's fine. But like <laughs> I just feel like he would respect her wishes if she said. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad person. No. He I mean, yes, he's kind of creepy. Yeah. But I don't know. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's some parts that I'm like she says he says um oh, he's in the, he's in the restaurant and he's like 
I can read every mind here apart from yours. And she goes, oh, is there something wrong with me? And I'm like, why do you believe him? Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. And then she, like, 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 she's just so okay with it. Yeah, she does accept she the fact. She doesn't, like, question it at all. Yeah, she doesn't question anything. No. I mean, if this was me, I'd be like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like. So you're saying you read all of these minds except for mine? Sure. (laughs) I feel like, okay. (laughs) That's pretty convenient. Yeah. (laughs) The one part where they're in the car and um, she goes, uh, I'm warm enough. And then they go to like turn down the heat or whatever. And then they touch hands. And they touch hands. She goes, your hand is so cold. And I'm like, honey, you should feel my feet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's... (laughs) I'm like, what? Chelsea's saying this. She's completely right. (laughs) I have ice cold feet all the time. Does that make me a vampire? She's just so thrown by the fact that his hand is so cold. And like, why is it so weird that his hand is cold? Yeah. Try. Actually, don't. I'm not gonna finish that sentence. What? I was gonna say try touching Chelsea's feet, but that's just weird. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck trying to find me. But if I mean, I think they're okay right now. Good for your feet. (laughs) They don't feel super cold. But they I, are very cool. One of my favorite pastimes is to go up to people and be like, want to feel my... Okay, don't do this with everybody. Want to feel my feet and then just touch my leg with their... Yeah. Touch their leg with my foot. If you're sitting on a couch with Chelsea. It's more so people I know really yeah. well. One time, that one time we were sharing a bed. Yeah. And then you were like, my feet are really cold. And then you stuck your foot on my leg. And I was like, ah! <laughs> It was really cold. It was like an ice cube. And I was like, what's happening? And then I was like, you have a problem. So then I was trying (laughs) to warm your feet because I was like, you were dying. Yeah, but that's like just normal. But that's I'm notoriously cold feet. And she was thrown by that. She was more thrown by the fact that his hand was cold than the fact that he told her he could read minds. Yeah. (laughs) Or the fact that. But he's he said, said I watch I like watching you sleep. Yeah. And she, she wasn't goes, thrown by that. Okay. I mean even after she realizes that, he, that he's a vampire, she's not thrown, but she's like, "Oh, you're cold." What? I tell you what, I think she figures it out a bit too fast. Yeah. If it weren't for Jacob, she might never know. That's true. Do you think he'd tell her? I mean, if he was really that into her, maybe. Yeah, Which like he is. how long could they go before she figures it out? I mean, eventually only she'd like be like, the I want to meet. Legends book that, that really makes her know. Yeah. I mean, if they really, if they started dating mm-hmm. without knowing, she would eventually be like, hey, can I come to your parent, to your family's house? And then they'd be like, whoa, this is weird. And then probably she would figure something I out. I mean, it's just a house. Well, yeah, but her family's kind of a. He doesn't have a bed, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit <laughs> no suspicious. No bed? bit suspicious yeah which i i will (laughs) it's weird that they don't have beds i know that they don't sleep but like wouldn't you isn't it nice to lie down on a bed still (laughs) i don't (laughs) think that they feel like they have but if you're lounging around like they sit down they lounge i guess so and it would be nice to lounge in a bed and if and if having a bed is the the one thing that would make them look more normal if someone comes over. Just get a bed and lounge on it. He buys a bed for her when she comes over that one well, night yeah. in Eclipse. Yeah. But still, I'm just saying. If I was a vampire in these movies, I would have a bed. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. So, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a couple plot holes in certain places. Mm-hmm. 
I don't really know if I would say there is much of a plot in this movie. There really isn't. It's just kind of she finds out and then they're like, oh no, these people are after you. And then they stop them. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Kind of. The villains aren't really villains. That's really the whole plot. Yeah. And then there's just a lot of world building. Just an interesting story structure. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um... I think it's an enjoyable story. Yeah. The plot doesn't really start until, like, pretty far into the movie. I guess the, the originally guess. it's sort of she has to figure out who he is, like, what's up with him. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's just, I guess it, it does sort of work as, like, the beginning part of an overarching, arching story. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's a good introduction. Yeah, I think it is, too. Do you want to say anything about else about it? I think we've touched on everything. Okay, so what are you going to say? I think I'll go seven. I think I'll keep it at a seven. Yeah. I don't think there's anything too crazy happening here. Yeah. It might get higher if it had more story to it. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't so much of like a world building kind of thing, mm-hmm. it might get higher. But yeah, yeah, I think it does. It's It does well in its place of being a world building kind of starting of a franchise movie yeah so so yeah so two sevens gives us a 14 nice okay moving on to round two character count scoring based on character development and relationships well keep in mind we are still only doing the first movie i don't know if we'll ever do the rest of them it would it'd be a lot <laughs> <laughs> but um for now we're only going to talk about the first movie their relationship's pretty like it doesn't get very far in the first. The relationship? I mean, kind of. They kind of fall deeply in love. Well, okay. <laughs> She's like pretty much ready to to become a vampire for him. <laughs> by the by, the end of the first movie. Yeah, for sure. They're basically talking about marriage, in the sense of like not necessarily that they are going to get married, but they talk about spending the rest of their lives together. That's true. Kind of. They don't really learn that much about each other. I mean, you could say that, but they do have a lot of scenes where they're talking and we can't hear them. Okay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, from watching it Tell you what, I can give you a couple of them. They have the one after mm-hmm. their weird kiss where they're just talking on her bed and they show it in different, like, angles. They do so, obviously, there's a lot of time that they're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's the time when they're in the trees and they're just talking 80 feet in the air or whatever. Um, yeah, of course. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're also in the meadow a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't um, know. I mean, maybe they don't know anything about each other. But I mean, I'm just saying they don't know nothing about each other. <laughs> I'm just saying, like later in in I know we're not talking about the other movies, but like later they they learn a lot more about each other. So I'm just sure. saying from only looking at the first movie, there's not too much of a like. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> um, Do you have an initial score? Um. 7.5 again. I also said 7.5. Wow. Oh, look at us. We're always on the same level. We're always in sync. Um, okay. We'll go character by character. But okay. I just want to start off by saying this score would be a lot lower <laughs> if um, Jacob had a bigger part in it. Yeah. Because I'm in the camp that for me... Jacob is probably pretty high on my list of top 10 worst characters in cinema history. (laughs) (laughs) He's so whiny. He's so whiny. He's so like, Bella, you love me and you just don't know it. When she shows like zero interest in him. Yeah. I just want to point out, 
if this is a whole love triangle thing, there's no point in any of it. Because yeah. she never really once ever says or gives any inclin- inclination that she wants anybody other than Edward. The only time that she does, it's not even like, oh, I want someone else. It's like, I'm going to make him jealous. When's because, that? Well, like in the second movie. Or New make Moon. Make him jealous? No, in New Moon. Well, not, no, make Edward jealous. Or like, make him appear. <laughs> oh, yeah, she wanted like, him to like. Yeah, but that's the only time that there's anything. But it's not even like, oh, I want Jacob. It's like. Yeah, even the scene where she says, kiss me in the third one. Yeah. It's just so he won't go kill himself. Yeah. So my point is, he's whiny, he's pushy. I don't understand why anybody's Team Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but. He's first barely movie, in this movie. Yeah. So. First movie is fine. Yeah, though. he actually is fine. It's only it's when he becomes a wolf. Yeah. I just keep in mind, Jacob Black, garbage character. Yeah. Um. So we'll start off with Bella. Mm-hmm. Uh. I enjoy the fact that she's so kind of socially awkward. Back on this track of me loving of socially loving awkward characters. Of you relating. But it's, I don't know. It's like, I don't... I feel like having like female protagonists in teen films, if this is really considered a teen film, it doesn't really feel like it. But they're technically in yeah. high school. Yeah. Um. Having them like that is kind of... Uh, I don't know if it's really done a lot. I mean, you don't have... I don't know how to explain it. I, j- I don't know. I just think it's like sort of something I've never really seen before. Mm-hmm. And I know people don't... Some people don't like it. They think she's too... Has no personality. That It goes back to what I said earlier. Where mm-hmm. I touched on it where I was like, everyone thinks that Christian's... That I, can't see what I can't say her name. <laughs> everyone thinks that Christian... I can't say her name! Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Everyone says that she has, like, no personality. Yeah. Because in the Twilight movies, she doesn't have... It's weird, though, because she gets, like, angry. And, like, she has emotion in the movies. I could I, Maybe in the first one it's not as, like over the top <laughs> but she has emotion so i don't really understand the whole like she has no personality thing i'm telling you it's the people who haven't seen these movies it's also like there are people that are like that yeah you know people are allowed she's to have a lot like that in real life yeah and i mean there's a lot of people that just aren't very like over the top and like enthusiastic about pe- about things but that doesn't mean that they're not that they're emotionless that just means that they're like they're just not even shy they just like I feel like I'm kind of like that if I I'm was just kind of <laughs> you just gonna say I'm, I'm like that say, I, good, I mean I'm, I'm not like, roasting you here's the thing I'm just not that outgoing in, in public yeah or really I'm just <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just always so tired <laughs> <laughs> the truth that it just comes across as like chill yeah but I'm, it's mostly just that I've never sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't think that's true. But, but like, but yeah, I don't think I'm really like Bella, but I am kind no, of No, you're like, not. But like, I'm just saying that people are like that, where they're not, like, they have emotions, obviously, and they're expressive about things, but they're just not as over the top as other people mm-hmm. that may be really obviously, like, happy or excited or just really outward about their feelings I don't you know. know she but she can be stubborn yeah and like demanding if she has to 
I, I, I enjoy the character. I don't see the problems that other people have with her. Um, Edward? Edward. I'm team Edward all the way. <laughs> I want to point out, I think Robert Pattinson is amazing. He's I think so funny. He's funny. <laughs> I think he's beautiful. I'm rooting for him to get an Oscar one day. Yeah. I think people are too mean to him. I think they think he's not going to make a good Batman because they judge his character in Twilight. But I think if they had actually watched Twilight, they could see really good good things in him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's oh, he's so funny. <laughs> I mean, the other thing that we haven't touched on yet, and I don't know if we if we would any other way any other category, but um, a lot of the things that people think are bad about the characters and the story, mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with probably the way that they're written, <laughs> like the the lines. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that sounds awkward and makes it sound like these are bad actors is probably the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. I so guess. like, I mean, he is really serious in certain parts. Well, yeah. But also like, some of the lines are really awkward. Yeah. And it's having a. These people are good actors. They've mm-hmm. done other stuff since then that's actually like really good. Yeah. And is critically acclaimed and. It's not like they're bad actors. Mm-hmm. I think that's been proven since these movies. Which means that it probably had to do with the writing. <laughs> but I mean, that still goes into character. Well, yeah. But I, I just think that the portrayal comes across as more awkward or more like more unrealistic because of maybe some dialogue choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the I character think- itself is fine. I mean, but I mean, Robert Pattinson even said he was kind of playing it really serious because he saw it as sort of this portrayal of, um, like a teen romance and how it's awkward and, you know, he wanted to sort of make that more of a physical thing Mm -hmm. and how it was like, so they can barely touch each other and they can barely sort of look at each other or whatever. Um, which makes sense. And then he said that they told him like, no, you're, you're going to get fired if you keep doing that. So he had to be a bit happier, and I have read the books, and I do think he's a bit more funny in the books, mm. a bit more cheeky. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's fine. I don't mind it. Yeah. I I like his character, and I was reading a thing about how I was talking to you about it earlier, about how they say it, this relationship is kind of like abusive. Mm-hmm. I d- Which I don't. I don't know really know how. Well, first of all, they said physically abusive. Yeah. I which d- I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and then mentally, I guess it is kind of weird in that they are so into each other that they're willing to like basically give up their lives. I mean, I think the only reason that people are saying that is because of like the stalkery things at the beginning that maybe they're like, oh, he's manipulating her to like. I don't know, do what he wants or something. But I don't really see that happening. I just, I just, I feel like he is pretty, like, much of a good sort of gentleman. Mm -hmm. Like, he respects her wishes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in this movie particularly, he is kind of creepy. Yeah. But she's into it. That doesn't mean you should be creepy. No. But read the room. Yeah, (laughs) read the room. (laughs) Like, if you're doing something and she's very visibly not not having it. Yeah, maybe... Maybe stop. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe don't. I just, yeah, I, it's it's an interesting character because, I mean, again, we're only really trying to go by the first movie. Yeah. But, um... He definitely hates who he is because he's a vampire. Yeah. But also, going back to the fact that it's like a, a world-building 
kind of movie and like establishing the the series Mm -hmm. i think that he is like interesting enough as a character and has enough like kind of like mysterious things to him Mm -hmm. that it's it it's believable that she's like intrigued by him and that she's like i mean yeah are you kidding me (laughs) i will say his hair is outrageous yeah what is happening it's too poofy too much going on it's good in the rest of them he looks pretty good in new moon even though he's not in it for that long yeah i just i enjoy the struggle that edward has between believing that he's sort of an evil monster undeserving of love and then having to realize that he can't stay away from her yeah i think it's a good relationship i don't know maybe that maybe it is abusive in some way but i couldn't i can't see what that is yeah, I can't really either. And it's got to be like a, a subtle subconscious thing, if it is anything. Yeah. So, I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's really affecting anybody. I, I don't know. So, anyways. um, Jacob, barely in it. So, I don't think we really need to talk He's barely about in it. He's actually kind of tolerable in the first movie, though. Just as, like, touching on it super quickly. Yeah. He doesn't really do very much, so he doesn't do anything that makes me not like him yeah it's so, just except for his hair okay the wig <laughs> yeah that's unfortunate yeah <laughs> um the cullen clan yeah so we got carlisle esme rosalie emmett alice and jasper mm-hmm. i think it's a good introduction you don't really learn anything about them until eclipse that's more when you get into their backstories mm-hmm. but you you do get a sense of you get a good sense of that each character's very different. Yes. And you get you kind of get what kind of characters they are pretty quickly. And you do have a sort of introduction of the powers. I mean, yeah. you have that with Edward, but also Alice and her being able to see a future. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting sort of written thing mm-hmm. that um is added into these things that they have special powers. And you sort of learn, you, you only learn it from the books, that it's like, it has to do with some sort of thing that you could do when you were human. Mm. So, like, Edward has always been really good at reading people, mm-hmm. so that's why he can read minds. Huh. And Alice was always kind of psychic in some some way, mm-hmm. so that's why she can see the future more now. It's more so that it, like, is, is just more exaggerated when you Yeah, it's like an exaggerated trait that you already had kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's the the ones that don't have any powers. They which all is kind of have something, rip. actually. <laughs> okay. Going into the books. Yeah. Carlisle is, like, really compassionate mm-hmm. to the point where it's, like, extra. Oh. <laughs> like, he has just a very... Great. He has extra compassion instead of psychic abilities. <laughs> what a great superpower. <laughs> um, Jasper can actually change people's moods. Ooh. Which they kind of touched on in New Moon. They mm-hmm. mentioned it briefly. Um, Emmett's, like, really strong. Yeah. Like, more... I guess it's not, like, a power, but, like, I mean, like, Edward's faster than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. I don't think Rosalie and Esme can do anything, actually. There we go. So maybe they don't all have powers, but they a lot of them have powers that you just don't know about. Yeah. Um. But I like the family dynamic. I think Carlisle's like top tier dad. Yeah. And Charlie. Mm-hmm. He's also top tier dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can really talk about him that much, but yeah, he's not really that big of a part. But I think that the the Colin clan is, they're introduced very quickly 
but effectively. Like, you understand each of these characters. Yeah, there's... You get a good sense of their powers and what kind of roles they each have within the family. Yeah, and that'll become bigger in the next movie. So I think it's introduced pretty well. Um, we also have the villains. Mm-hmm. James, Victoria, and Laurent. Yes. Who... James dies. Yeah. But that sets up the rest of the uh, the conflict that will come in the next two movies. Mm-hmm. It's important to introduce it in this movie. I think that, like, they could be stronger of They of aren't really in it that much. Yeah. Because their, their conflict doesn't really drive the plot. Yeah. So, like, they're, they're just kind of, like, okay. They were never really characters that I was like, I don't really care about them <laughs> at all. Not because they're the villains, but just because I was like, they're not very interesting. Laurent's pretty useless. Yeah. <laughs> and Victoria's just kind of there. Like, But she, she becomes like the main sort of type of thing they have to run from in the next two movies. I mean, yeah. But also, they don't, they don't, they don't really reveal very much about her. Especially in the no, first I mean, movie. She's really just a plot device. Yeah, in the first movie, she's really just a plot device. So it's just kind of meh. Yeah. Okay, so what do you want to... What's your score? I gave it 7.5 originally, right? Yeah. I think I'd leave it there. Yeah, I think yeah. I like it. I like the dynamics, and I like the sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. So, I would also stay at a 7.5. That's 15. My math is getting better. Look at that. I think this we're going to be math wizards of being able to add up to 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. It's something you got to learn. Yeah. Okay, moving on to round three visual volume. Scoring based on visual elements such as cinematography, production design, and costuming. There are some cool moments for yeah. the cinematography that I'm sure that we'll, we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, eight initially? I don't know. I'm just random. <laughs> we'll said, start at an eight and I we'll see what happens. A seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. Um, yeah. Starting with cinematography. Mm-hmm. So the cinematographer is Elliot Davis, who uh, I was telling you, is, uh, a, he started his career in the late 70s, but he was a cam op on The Outsiders uh-huh. and on St. Elmo's Fire, <laughs> which are both uh, 80s movies that, I mean, I don't really care for The Outsiders. Yeah, Saint I don't Elmo's Fire, I kind of like though. Mm-hmm. So um, that was just interesting for me to read. It's always fun to see how these people sort of diverge into different things that you've seen. Yeah, the weird random movies that these people have done. Yeah, cinematographers, man, they'll do yeah. anything. We've we've said this before, but yeah, cinematographers have like the widest range of different genres yeah. of movies of any job in the film industry. It's so that weird. might be wrong, but I think that's. Pretty I accurate. <laughs> that uh, I don't know. yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I think one thing that's interesting about it is the the blueness of it. It's very noticeable. The sort of blue it filter. Is. Yeah, because it's so different from the rest of the movies. It's so like not dark looking. It looks. It's kind of moody. Yeah, it does kind of uh, have that teen angst feel to it. Mm-hmm. And they, like, completely abandon it for the rest of the movie. Which I like. I actually kind of like it. You don't like it? I think it's a bit too much. Yeah, I can see that. I think it kind of, like, accentuates the fact that it's angsty. Yeah. Like, you like can... it's too on the nose? Yeah. Like, I can see it being something where it's, like... I don't know if, if the director or the cinematographer was, like... I mean, he's not... 
a new cinematographer, obviously, because you're saying that he's done this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it seems like, like almost, up. yeah, well, as a cam up. <laughs> but it seems like almost a move of like more of an amateur thing to be like, oh, it's an angsty movie. We'll make it look really angsty by putting this blue filter over it do to make it. Do you think that's an editing thing or a cinematography thing? I don't know. Because do you think the filter was in the the camera? the camera, or do you think they did it in it? Might have been an editing thing. But either way, it's yeah. still the look of it. It just seems like a move of like, ooh, this is an easy way to make it look kind of angsty. Yeah. Or like mysterious, which but is fine. It is different, though. Um, I think it's a bit too much, personally. I guess but so. it's not to the point where I'm like, oh, I hate looking at this. Yeah. I just think that like compared to the other movies, I, I, I like that they took it away. <laughs> but I think it does sort of you get the sense of this bleak world they're living in because it does mm-hmm. have to be not very sunny. Mm-hmm because it is they can only really survive in darkness yeah. it's actually really interesting if you look at all the different movies they all have very specific sort of color palettes yeah that's true like this one's very sort of blue and like dark green kind of gray mm-hmm. new moon is like um reds and yellows i would say yeah um eclipse is like grays and blacks and um it's very dark toned and then it, it's kind of different in Breaking Dawn because it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, Breaking Dawn just adds all the colors. <laughs> yeah, it's all the colors. All the colors. It's a rainbow. Specific, like scene-wise. Um, there's some cool. There's some cool shots. Yeah, there's I also kind some of like awkward the scene ones. where he. <laughs> I guess so. I like the scene where he stops the van. Yeah. And then they like look at each That's other. That's pretty iconic. Yeah. And I think it's shot well. It's pretty cool. I don't know if it, this would fall under it, but like visual effects and stuff. That could be an editing thing, but um, like the running <laughs> can look really bad. It's like if it's close enough to them, I think it's fine. But when if it's you farther get far away, away they, it, it looks very like, oh. Awkward. Yeah. They're climbing the trees and you're like... Mm. But also, you go back to the fact that it was not that high budget of a movie. That's true. And it was and also you're 2008. Like, it was done pretty well for the time and the budget. <laughs> yeah, it's not super yeah. annoying. No, I'm not mad at it. No. It kind of makes me laugh sometimes, but that's fine. Production design? Or do you have anything else you want to talk about that are visual? Um, I really enjoy the end of the movie visually in the studio yeah it's really cool because of all the mirrors <laughs> oh yeah i really like that sequence for cinematography and like lighting because there's also, also the fire like they add in the fire and there's the mirrors yeah it looks really cool and I don't know if, like <laughs> fight scenes count towards this i think i think so. but i think that is like a very it's very it's a lot of tension mm-hmm. well the tension building is more editing but like still the the way that yeah. it's shot is still kind but of... But yeah, like what you're talking about, the mirrors and the fire. And yeah. It's very dark. It looks... Like, it's very dark, but it's also, like... I'll tell you what looks good. to watch. That prom scene. Yeah, I forgot gazebo. about that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that one's... prom that looks like that? Well, and also, it's, it's a nice departure, because pretty much right before that, other than the hospital, is the, like, 
the studio. The studio yeah. So then you go from the studio where there's like mirrors, like broken mirrors and things on fire and blood <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. And then you go to this nice prom with all these like fairy lights and a gazebo. It's really cute. It's really cute. And I, I like that kind of contrast <laughs> of like, hey, everything's fine now. Let's dance. <laughs> I'll tell you what else looks good. That house. Oh my god. If that isn't your dream house. That is legit my dream house. <laughs> they have a lot of those houses in Vancouver here. It's kind of the Vancouver like the West Van. It's the West, West Van. Van rich people have Yeah, those it's houses. it's the West Van rich people it's style the house. Erickson house. And honestly, it's my favorite type of house. I love that it type really of nice. house. It's um, like glass and wood. Yeah. Anything like yeah, my dream house is like a lot of glass. A like the light kind of like I don't know what kind of wood it is, but it's like a lighter it's wood. Cedar. I was. Gonna, I don't know. I don't know if it's cedar. I actually it's wrote like, a. I wrote a paper about a guy. But you know what I'm talking. Who, it's the like guy a guy who designed these houses. Yeah, yeah. He. I love him. <laughs> I love those type of houses. But that's beside the point. Um, that, that guy was interesting because he was talking about how lots of architects in Vancouver are super boring because they don't try to do anything cool. Mm-hmm. He, but now everyone does. That. Well, now he's he's the one who designed those type of houses. Well, yeah. But now it's like the thing to I do. Like, I love that guy. I think yeah. he's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's just roasting Vancouver architects. <laughs> but oh, anyways. A side note about um, those houses. Anyways, I love their house. Yeah. It's, it's my dream house. I love it. I mean, maybe we can get one. Maybe. Not now. They're expensive. Yeah, they're like, if we want to do that, we need at least like 10 million. No, 10? probably probably like four. <laughs> uh, if you were going to build that. I'm not going to build one. Well, Can't I just find one? Even buying it, you'd probably need like three or four million. Yeah, okay. I can... <laughs> you can save up for that? Okay. I can find a way to get three <laughs> mil. Okay. Please. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let me a free rent when you do that. <laughs> okay, fine. You don't want to go in on the mortgage with me? No, I'll go in on the mortgage with you. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, so that's all production design stuff. I like the sort of foresty vibe of it. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's I like the the uh the awkward. Oh, it's not really that awkward, but the scene when uh, is it right after she finds out that he's a vampire, or whatever, and then they're beside the like, lock. Does he kiss her? Am I thinking of two different What's scenes? What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? They like. I think it's after she well, finds out. It's like um. I think he's he's showing her all the things he can do. He's like, you won't like me. I'm like evil or whatever. Not evil. As I'm, if you could outrun me. Yeah. And then he's like <laughs> zooming around. As if you could fight and me. And then off. doesn't he like, like don't they kiss or something? And then no. it pans up to the sky. Am I thinking of a different They don't part? kiss until they're in the bedroom. But there is the part where he's like, they're in between the rocks. Uh-huh. And then he goes, you know, the I know lion the scene fell exists. in love with the lamb. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking about that scene. I, I don't know. Talking, but they, they don't kiss. But they do close. like talk between. Well, they're close, but they don't kiss. What I think do you I'm, mean? I think, I, I'm, they, I think I'm imagining two scenes. They don't kiss. Okay. They don't kiss until that bedroom scene. Okay. <laughs> you don't believe me. <laughs> no, I believe you. I just am trying to think of what scene I'm thinking about. I don't then. know what you're talking about. I'll find it later. <laughs> what? Okay. There's a scene where they're they're like in the forest. And then it pans up to the sky. And I like that. Are they like on in the meadow? No, they're beside like a tree. About, I think you're talking. I'm probably talking about the rock one. Yeah, yeah, the one where he goes. I could probably quote it for you. He's um. He's saying like. 
He's like, you have to tell me what you're thinking. And then she goes, now I'm afraid. He goes, good. She goes, I'm not afraid of you. I'm only afraid of losing you. I think you're gonna disappear or something like that. And Welcome goes, to the Chelsea can know. quote any movie podcast where we where Chelsea quotes an entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not getting it completely right. And he goes, you don't know how long I've waited for you. Something, something. Anyways, there's and a scene so the in the forest. Fell in love with the lamb. What a stupid lion. <laughs> lamb. What a sick masochistic lion. Anyways, there's a scene in the forest that I enjoy. It's kind of pretty. Sometimes I tell people what they say in movies. And I'll know the quote. Mm-hmm. But I don't want people to know that I know it so well. So you just like so I'll paraphrase, paraphrase it. And they'll go something <laughs> like that. Yeah. But sometimes I don't actually know it. And I, I don't. I am yeah, truthfully then, being like that. But sometimes I'll, Unless I'll you're just, quoting it to me, then you just quote the entire well, sometimes movie. Sometimes I'll just paraphrase like, mm-hmm. it, but I'll actually know what they said. And yeah. then I'll just be like, you know. So I don't want them to know that I know it so well. Except now every time you paraphrase something, I'm going to know deep down <laughs> that you're just lying to me. Well, I mean. No, I can tell. Can you? Yeah. Because you'll think about paraphrasing it. You'll be like, like they say, like. And then you'll say something, well, and they'll be like, like that one I didn't like know that. completely. Well, yeah. But I can quote some movie scenes. Yeah, I know you can. <laughs> I've experienced Never it. Never watched The Breakfast Club with me. It's a bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to, like, shut you up for the whole movie. Hey, man. That's beside the point. We won't talk about that until we get to the Breakfast Club episode that happens eventually. And then I'll talk about how I can't watch that movie with you. Welcome to Chelsea Quotes Twilight. I've never given much thought to how I would die. No! (laughs) But dying in the place of someone I love seems like a good way to go. That's it. That's all I can do. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know what we were talking about. Productions. Well, you were talking about some scene where they kiss. There's a scene. I'm thinking. I know there's a scene where something happens. I think it's maybe. I know (laughs) something happens. I'm gonna. You know, as one should. We can cut this out. I'm gonna find this scene. All right. (laughs) It's gonna bug me. Um. I mean, I can think of what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure they're they're in between the rocks. They do the sick masochistic lion thing. It goes up to the sky and then it pans down to them in, in the meadow. I think it, yeah. I think we're thinking of the same thing. They don't kiss, but they're very close. Anyways, I think that looks cool. <laughs> you well, know that was a tangent. Yeah. We're cutting all of that out. I'm going to have to cut all of it out. Most of it. Most of you quoting it while we watch it. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> but why? Um, costuming's pretty normal. I enjoy his coat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's his jacket. A coat. <laughs> it's a bit much. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a movie where the costuming is just teenage clothes. I have so there's written in my notes, costuming for Edward can be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the costumes are just teenage clothes, so it's just kind of like. I enjoy the like yeah. beginning pannings over the uh like forest. Yeah, I like that too. Those are always enjoyable mm-hmm. in all these movies. The imagery with the deer. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yep. Good stuff. I think that's about it. What are you going to do for your final score? I think I'd go 8. I think I'll, I'll go for a 7.5. Okay. Why am I being harder on this movie than you are? <laughs> I don't know. I like this movie. <laughs> okay. 
15.5 out of 20. Okay, that's a good 15.5 out of 20. Mm, we nice. can deal with that. Uh, round four, editing enumeration. Oh. <laughs> Scoring based on editing, music, and sound design. Uh, this is kind of where things change, I think. Is that right? <laughs> well, okay. What, do you, what, do you, what are your initial thoughts? Editing's always hard to talk about because we're not editors. <laughs> no. Um, we know how to edit. <laughs> That's we, a bold statement. We know how to function in Avid. I think that means we know how to edit. <laughs> you know, people say Avid is really difficult. It's it's not. It's really just laying down scenes. Yeah, it's pretty. I think when you get more into like deeper, harder things, yeah. it's, it's probably. But we, you know, Here, here's people a... I've had to deal with being like, Avid. It's I so wish hard. it was <laughs> Premiere Pro so much better. And then they're all like, "Do you know ninety nine point nine percent of things in the industry <laughs> are edited on Avid?" And they go, "But Premiere Pro has a scissors button, so I can cut things." <laughs> and I'm like, "Calm yourself." <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a command something for that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's been a while since I've edited an Avid. Yeah, same. Um, but anyways. <laughs> We're, I think a better statement is we're not good at editing. We no, know it, like, we're not. Like, like, there's people that are gifted at editing, and you see, like, you'll cut a scene, and you'll be like, yeah, that's pretty good. And then you'll watch theirs, and you'll be like, mine was terrible. Editing just takes so long. Yeah. It takes longer than it should. But anyways, <laughs> my point is that um, it's hard for us to judge editing sometimes, unless it's, like, groundbreaking. Yeah. It's hard to kind of judge it. But I really enjoy the music in this movie. Yeah. Um, I I will give it... I'll give it an 8 initially. I also gave it an 8. Nice. I'll start with the editing. The editor was Nancy Richardson. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, well, for starters, you have that one thing that all the guys who hate Twilight always say. Twilight's garbage, but... The baseball scene is super cool. Oh my god, I forgot the baseball scene. I don't know how I forgot that scene. That's like my favorite scene. Of course it is. <laughs> it's just pretty iconic. The baseball scene's good. It is. Um, oh my god. And that's got to do someone with editing. That's a cool shot too. We should probably mention going back to the oh, yeah. for like um every time she pitches, she yeah. throws that leg in the air. Yeah. And the camera really does cool. a kind of zoom. There's in. also like the lightning that hits like it's like Obviously, yeah. right when they hit it is really cool. <laughs> um, so, but I think that sort of editing is really good. Yeah, mixed with that music, yeah, uh, the the Muse song are like super massive black, black hole. hole. Yeah, that's a good album. Um, I don't yeah. remember what it's called, but I like that. I like. I kind of like Muse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good scene. I think again, the fight scenes mm-hmm. are pretty good. The scene in the studio. I think that would have to do with editing. Yeah, it's... I mean, fight scenes, I would imagine, are really hard to edit. Mm-hmm. Because you want to... I feel like it has to be quick enough that it makes it look realistic that they're fighting. Because obviously they're not touching each other. Mm-hmm. When there's a fight scene, they're not actually fighting. So you have to cut it so that it looks like they're actually like fighting and it looks realistic. Yeah. So it needs to be like fast enough... That it looks realistic, but not too fast that you don't actually understand even what's happening. So I would imagine that cutting fight scenes would be really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they're they're executed pretty well. It's interesting to watch the fight scenes. Yeah. It cuts back to also, like, her, like, dying (laughs) in the corner. And then I like the... uh, 
the use of seeing like them fighting in the background yeah but focusing on her still i find that really interesting yeah i also like they all they have like little montage parts so you have the scene in the bedroom where they're Mm -hmm. talking and you get that sense of them sort of learning about each other you also have the scene in the trees which is really good Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about the music for that in a second also yeah him playing the piano Mm -hmm. in that weird place i don't know where they are somewhere in the house it's like a weird room with only a piano (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then also her sort of when she's dying or when he has he's sucking the poison out of her Mm -hmm. there's kind of like a flashback yeah that's sort of interesting flashback type thing Mm -hmm. um and i like all of those things i think it's i think it's edited pretty well it's it's nice like pacing Mm -hmm. for showing for like the flashback especially Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about that, the pacing of showing each little flashback is pretty good. And it works with the music. Yeah. So. Going into music, mm-hmm. the actual music is by Carter Burwell. And I like his piano piece. Oof. It's so good. It's prime. Oh my god. That Bella's lullaby that plays uh, in the trees that mm-hmm. Edward plays on the piano. It's so pretty. Yeah. And it's you can't find like, it on Spotify. I know. It's tragic. You can't find it anywhere. <laughs> it's so annoying. You can only find badly out of tune recordings. You can only learn it. how to play it and then do it for yourself. Yeah, except that that'd be difficult. Yeah, you wouldn't get all the strings. No. So, he's pretty good. I think he got a few nominations, not like Oscars, but for certain indie things mm-hmm. for this movie. Um, that's really good. You also have music supervisor, Alexandra Petsavis. And another thing people talk about with this movie that they actually have in good light is, uh, like, the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's kind of become an iconic sort of uh, indie thing. Um, you sort of, like, I don't know how to say the beginnings, but you have, like, Paramore becoming a big thing in it. Yeah. Um... And then they used Muse and Linkin Park. They said because that's what Stephanie Meyer was listening to while she wrote it. Mm-hmm. it it's a good, like, use of alternative music. Yeah, I agree with that. I and also think the score itself yeah. has a nice... I mean, again, going back to, like, it's kind of like a a dark... It, like, the movie looks kind of, like, dark and angsty and brooding. Mm-hmm. The music also kind of has, like... It has, like, the, like, guitar kind of, like not even guitar it's like a bass kind of like i don't know what i'm talking for what about. <laughs> like for the score like the normal like if they're walking and then there's the uh narration on top mm-hmm. there's like the score in the background it kind of like is also kind of angsty sounding yeah i mean i guess the whole sort of series has become a sort of angsty type thing mm-hmm but I think that's okay. But it's not like annoying angsty. I can't talk. It's yeah. not like annoying angsty. It's like, like an addicting angst. Yeah, it's like, ooh, I like this sound. <laughs> um, yeah, I also like the the song that Robert Pattinson wrote and sang. <laughs> for when she's dying and getting the poison sucked mm-hmm. out of her or whatever. Yeah, if you didn't know, that's Robert Pattinson. He's singing singing his heart out on it sounds really good yeah so yeah i think it's an interesting thing that people look back on and they're like no these soundtracks are actually really good mm-hmm. and that sort of goes for all the rest of the movies yeah 
had a good foundation and they just built upon it. There's the music at the ends night in the gazebo again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the really nice. Bird, American yeah. mouth. Mm-hmm. That works really well. Yeah, that's um, a cute scene. Yeah, he um, goes to like bite her neck, but he just kisses it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not enough to live a long and happy life with me? Chelsea's dreaming right now. And she now. goes, yes, for now. For now. I like the scene where she finds out he's a vampire and she's like looking through the Google search. and No, I don't think it's the Google search. It's like a, it's a weird random search. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. she's like speed and Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And That's again another kind of, um, the editing of that's interesting. Yeah. It like flashes between the different things really fast. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So, yeah, I think that's probably all we can really talk about that. Mm-hmm. What do you want to give it for a final score? I'll stick with an eight. Yeah. Yeah, I would say eight. Because it's... I feel like it's I think solid. the soundtrack's kind of iconic now. Yeah, and I think it's solid on editing and music. It's not like yeah. the music's really good, but the editing's just kind of average. I think they both have I something just, that you can... I don't see why people are always like, this is such a bad movie. When I look at stuff now, then I'm like, what all of this doesn't seem like it's nearly as good. Yeah, you look at the Netflix, like, <laughs> Netflix teen, teen movies. Oh my god, they make me want to die. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't know, none of these feel like they have any sort of nearly like the same production value yeah. or care put into it. Yeah. They're not as interesting. So, I don't know. Yeah, I would say 8. Yeah, I'll stick with 8. Okay, so that'll give us a 16 out of 20. Okay, moving on to round 5, societal sum. Scoring based on impact the film has on society and the industry. Okay. <laughs> so, this movie had a pretty big impact yeah, this on society. Um, for, for like, it in a good sense and in a bad sense, meaning people not liking it and, and hating it in quotations so much. Yeah. Um, but even if they hated it, it had so much press. Everyone was talking about it. Yeah. Everyone was like, we can't wait for the next movie. Yeah. Even if we hate it, we can't <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so, and I mean, people still talk about it today. Uh-huh. People still have it as, as you said earlier, a guilty pleasure. Guilty um, pleasure, Yeah. That's a pleasure for me. Yeah. I ain't guilty about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Someone comes in. Are you watching Twilight again? Yes. You got a problem with that? <laughs> You're watching care. Tangled again? You got a problem with that? I was watching The Breakfast Club the other day. <laughs> there you go. Like, you watching The Breakfast Club? I was like, for sure. Yeah. You can never watch a movie too many times. Yeah. I'd give it a, a, a nine. I also said nine. Oh, we're so on the same page. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna drop some numbers. For one you. day we'll be like okay. opposite and it'll be really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah, one day we're gonna do how to train your dragon and what? I'm gonna be <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. That's so mean. Breakfast club and you're just gonna be like I love that. Four No, you probably won't give four, but <laughs> when I'm out here shooting tens <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna be like ten and I'll be like <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I won't. Anyways, I'm gonna drop some numbers. I'll have for to, you. I'll have to be careful what I say about the Breakfast Club because we share a room and I don't want to get attacked. <laughs> I'm gonna start putting the what? <laughs> well, I was gonna say I'm gonna start putting up Breakfast Club things everywhere. Like I already have a poster. Anyways, that's it. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna drop some numbers on you. Mm-hmm. This movie made seven million dollars in ticket sales from the midnight showings alone. 
Wow. <laughs> making $35.7 million on its opening day. Uh-huh. And in total, $392,616,625. Jesus. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Its opening weekend was uh, the highest gross ever of a female-directed film. Really? Yeah. Is it sense. still? I don't know. It's a great question. <laughs> Wonder Woman? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know how much mo- money that movie made. I think it made a good amount of money. I don't know. I think it, it was wildly popular. I think another thing this this movie did was kind of like a big deal for fan culture. It's interesting because I feel like before Twilight, people didn't really have too much of a problem with fangirls very much. <laughs> I, I That's well. definitely not true, but I feel like people were way more aggressive about people liking things after Twilight. I don't know. I mean, this seems like the type of thing that started out having big followings on Tumblr. Yeah. Like, this is probably definitely a Tumblr thing. Mm -hmm. And so I I think afterwards you have more of an influx of people having this kind of big fan thing with these kind of movies and teen angst and stuff and sort of like emo type whatever. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, I think it was kind of just like a beginning point for that. And now it's kind of evolved into all these other different things. It's evolved into like people being more open, I think, about finding their fandoms and finding their people. (laughs) I don't know. Finding their people. Finding their people. Yeah. I, another thing is like it was really popular, um, and so it did kind of have that that love and hate thing, mm-hmm. the garbage thing I was talking about. Yeah, of people being like, it's good, people like it, and it's teens like it, so therefore it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it it being just like silly, silly, horny girl things. Yeah. Um, and people still think about that now, like. People at school think about it like that. Um, I mean, people think about that for, like, other movies, too. It's not, like, it's it's just more aggressive towards Twilight. Yeah. But there's definitely other movies that even come out, like, today that people are like, oh, you just like that because blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, like, yeah, the reason that I think it's a nine is because it was such a big deal. Yeah. And so you have all the, the Twihards. And the Twy Moms. Yeah, you have the Twy Moms and the Twy Hards. They're they're still they're still strong. I also think it might have a part of me feels like it was not this movie, but that this the series sort of started the part one and part two of of movies. Mm. Of like franchises. Which is a controversial thing now. Not controversial. Of like of, but it's always like of the last movie. Yeah. Like Harry Potter, Part One, Part Two, mm-hmm. Deathly Hallows, um, Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part One, Part Two. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Divergent. Did they even finish Divergent? Didn't they do like? Wasn't the last one not even in theaters or something? I well, because be I think there's that. only th- three books. Yeah. Divergent, Insurgent, and Allegiant. Yeah. And they did Allegiant, but then they didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't think they finished it. They didn't finish it. I know they didn't. Finish I think it. they wanted to do part one and part two, and then they did part one, and everyone was like, "This is trash." And then it was. T- it was garbage. Yeah, I think that they did kind of. Th- maybe they did pioneer the part one, part two, 
It's a very controversial thing because everyone gets annoyed by it being part one and part two. You know what the problem is, though, is that this, this one made sense because Breaking Dawn is a huge book. Yeah, it is a very thick it's book. It's a large book, and yeah. it is broken into parts in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I don't, I mean, this is, it's off track, but I don't mind the Harry Potter, the last Harry Potter movies. Sure. I think it also kind of makes sense that it's split up. The Mothinger, first one's though? kind of boring because they're just camping, but like I haven't seen those movies in a long time. Yeah, I know you don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything about Harry Potter. Um, it's been so long. But I actually kind of like I like the last two movies. Uh-huh. So I th- and I think that it would have been really rushed if they did it as one. So I don't mind that one. But yeah, like Divergent. Why? But or like Hunger Games. I swear that last book wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. Why would they need to make two of them? I think this franchise started that. Yeah. But yeah, it was such a hugely popular thing. It even had, like, spoof movies. Vampires suck. Yeah. I also think it started the vampire trend. Yeah, like it Vampire Diaries, mm-hmm. for sure. That wasn't a thing before Twilight. It kind of revamped the vampire <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm so funny. <laughs> I'm so funny. Or, uh, I don't even know it. Also, like, young adult books being made into movies. That's true. That was probably a Twilight thing. Yeah. Rip Percy Jackson. It will always live on in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they actually make a good TV show, which who knows. But that's beside the point. My my joke, they revamped. I didn't mean that to be a joke, but it is kind of. Um, the idea of vampires. Because it was like a new design. Not design. But it was like a new kind of vampire. Yeah. So like they kind of made like a new kind of category of vampire. Yeah, they are Not kind really. of like very different from normal vampires. Yeah, so and that kind of maybe um, inspired other people to kind of take a different look at different mythological kind of mm-hmm. not creatures, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like Like take a different spin on older movies and stories or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. But yeah, definitely but it it, it like revamped the vampire trend and werewolf trend and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It won awards in sense it won like all the teen awards. Mm-hmm. Which are still valid but they're Teen not, Choice like, Awards. Oh yeah. They call it the Teen Choice Awards, the M T V movie awards. Oh yeah. I mean I could go through them, but there's a lot. Yeah. So it's a lot of movies, a lot of awards. Yeah, they are big at those kind of awards. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not brushing off to mean that they don't mean anything, but... They're not critically acclaimed awards. No. They're just... I mean, they're not critically acclaimed movies. Exactly. <laughs> so, I still think it should get... I'm still going to give it a nine. Yeah, I agree with the nine just because, I mean, it's, it's again, it's a movie that's spoofed still and people still talk about it and make yeah. jokes about it, oh. which I know that we're sad that they make jokes about it. But the fact that they're making jokes about it means that they still know about it. Yeah, they still think about it. Yeah, which means that it's had some long-lasting impact. And it definitely changed kind of fan and crazy fangirl culture of people having opinions. (laughs) And, like, it definitely changed stuff. So I would stick with a nine. I also feel like it kind of brings in the love triangle Mm -hmm. back. Which I don't know if they use it. Like, they used it in Hunger Games. I don't yeah. know if they do anywhere else. <laughs> but um, that's always sort of like a trope now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So two nines will give us an 18. 18. So with all that being said and done, mm-hmm. it is now time to go into the bonus best round. Nice. So film can get a bonus point if we agree on it being the best film in the category presented. It can win up to three points. Mm-hmm. So we have 
horniest vampire movie. Ooh. Uh, the the uh, contenders are Twilight, mm-hmm. Interview with a Vampire, mm-hmm. and From Dusk to Dawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have not seen any of the other movies. I have not either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how horny Bella is in this movie. She's not really. For sure, like, Eclipse, it gets pretty serious. Yeah. Because she's like, can we do it? And he goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Goes, I could kill you. (laughs) I read somewhere that that's a controversy. Is it? Well, because it's all about, like, oh, waiting till marriage. Oh. I mean, Stephanie Meyer is a Mormon. She wrote the books. Yeah, I know. So... Well, you didn't respond to what I said. No, I was thinking. <laughs> so I was in deep thought. She sort of, I think, did take some of her religious beliefs and put it into the movie. Which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I don't no. have a problem with him wanting to wait till marriage. No. I don't, it's not like, it's not like they're saying everyone has to do that. I mean, also, why is that a controversy? Well, because they're like, it's, I don't know, I was reading a thing about it. And they were, they were like. It was like sort of they're saying anti-sex porn, sort of being like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, I don't remember. But I was reading about it and I thought it was dumb. And you were like, goodbye. So I stopped reading it. Yeah, or like abstinence huh. porn or whatever. Hmm. And I don't know. I don't have a problem with that kind of thing. It's just another way you want to live your life, you know. Yeah. He has legitimate reasons for not wanting to. I mean, he wants to. Um, if she said it's just sort of how he grew up. Yeah later on when also he's old back in his yeah that's what he's back saying. in like, his back day like, you were a- so confused for a second. <laughs> you were like what are you talking about like back in his day it kind of makes sense that was like a big thing yeah so and so i don't really get why people have such a problem with it yeah but bella is avidly trying to get him to have sex with her mm-hmm and he doesn't want to do it partly because he thinks he's going to hurt her. Mm-hmm. Which he does. <laughs> and I was thinking about the baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the first movie. Oh, yeah. So um, she's not super bad in it, but their, their kiss is pretty steamy. Yeah. It's it's pretty steamy. But I guess if you're talking about horniest vampire movie, then we're going to have to take into account Eclipse. Because if we're doing this all as separate movies, Twilight's one, Eclipse is is another one, Breaking Dawn Part 1's one. God, this is confusing now. (laughs) (laughs) You just threw a wrench in our thinking. (laughs) Oh, no. It's true, though. Yeah. Uh. So, that's an automatic lose, because there's no one hornier than Eclipse, Bella. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Or probably Breaking Dawn Part 1, Bella. Yeah. She's like, once he says no, she's like pulling up, push, pulling all the stops out. <laughs> <laughs> she has, she gets, she puts on her lingerie. Yeah. She like, she sleeps with the booty popped. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> she like lies down and just pops it out. <laughs> and then he covers her with a blanket. <laughs> Something like that. So I think yeah, on I account of that, to... we'd have to say no. Yeah. Um, Okay. Round two, uh, most iconic character Robert Pattinson has portrayed. Okay. Other other contenders include Harry Potter, mm-hmm. as Cedric Diggory, mm-hmm. The Lighthouse, as mm-hmm. a character that I don't know the name of. Yeah. 
Um, and Good Time. Yeah. I don't know his name either. <laughs> but I like that movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen The Lighthouse. I have not either. And Harry Potter, he's not in it for that much. He's in it for like one movie. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Goblet of Fire. Yeah. That's actually the one I've seen the most. Wow. And if I'm watching a Harry Potter movie, it's probably Goblet of Fire. <laughs> for some reason, it's just the only one that's ever on. <laughs> wow. If I mean, I'm like sifting through TV, it's always Goblet of Fire. Okay. It is. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I have seen that movie a lot though. That's like one. Of, that was, I think, one of my mom's favorites. So I've seen. I mean, I've seen all the Harry Potters like millions of times. But I guess we'll go through each of them. Well, Twilight. It's pretty iconic. It's pretty iconic. I mean, I think the the thing is with this category is that people still talk about the fact that, like, people still compare think that he's a bad actor because of Twilight. It's dumb. It's dumb, but I'm but they do. People still talk about the fact that he was in Twilight now. Yeah, and they're still like he's gonna be a bad Batman because of it. Yeah. That's garbage. It's most iconic. Yeah. I feel like it has to be Twilight. It does, doesn't it? Because all of the other ones they may be good, but people don't really talk about them. So feel like it has to be twilight it's also what like started his career that's true i read that so, he was like gutting he's going he's about to be homeless before he did this <laughs> so um so i think it has to be twilight just because of it starting his career and also still people talking about it mm-hmm. and sadly comparing him to it and what he can do because of it but i think it has to be it yeah so so we'll give it at that that one that's yeah. a that's an extra point nice Okay, uh, round three then. Best movie franchise directed by a woman and then rudely passed off to a male director. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and nominees include Twilight, mm-hmm. To All the Boys I've Loved Before, mm-hmm. and Mamma Mia. Okay. Um, I think To All the Boys I've Loved Before is the one that was ruined the most. Mm-hmm. That first movie I think is okay. It has a really high Rotten Tomatoes score, mm-hmm. and I have no idea why. <laughs> I have not seen any of the To All the Boys I've Loved I'll say, like, movies. To All the Boys I've Loved Before, I, I think. I have watched commentary on it, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I know what happens in it. To I'm not blind. To All the Boys I've Loved Before, first of all, it's too long of a title. It is. Um, It's good. Whatever. It's not the greatest teen movie I've seen. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. To All the Boys I've Loved, P.S. I Love You. Which is an even worse That's title. That's Two Loves. <laughs> In one title. Yeah. I actually think it might just be called To All the Boys, P.S. I Love You. But still, that's a long title. Anyways, that movie's like hot trash. <laughs> <laughs> it it just ruins everything. It ruins yeah. her character. It ruins their relationship. It's, I don't know why it's a thing. They're making a third one. Yeah, what the heck? And I don't know if maybe it is because they moved to a... a look, here's the thing. I don't know... We don't want to get all, like, social justice warrior and be like, you know, they, they changed it from a woman to a man. I know that they said Catherine Hardwick couldn't come back to do the second movie. I think she said she was busy. Mm-hmm. So, take it for what it is. I don't know if they did it because it got super popular and then they gave it to a guy. But... I mean, yeah, we can't speak on that front for this category. Like I'll tell you what. I'd say New Moon is worse than Twilight. Oh, yeah. But I think Eclipse is better. Yeah. And I think all the Breaking Dawns are also better. Mm-hmm. Which were those ones? 
they're all abducted by guys. Yeah. Different guys. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, the last two were the same because they shot it together. Yeah. And then Mamma Mia. There was such a, a, a distance between those two. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Mamma Mia came out in, like, 2003 or something. Mm-hmm. And then the next one was, like, last two years ago, I think. Maybe it was two years ago, yeah. Yeah. It's a hard kid. On the grounds of, like, it being ruined... I would say to all the boys I've loved before is worse. Yeah, because Twilight still was fine. Yeah. Like, like, it's not like after the first movie, it was ruined and then it was forever terrible. Mm-hmm. The second movie may have been not as good. I think it's worse because of Jacob. Yeah. But I that's like, a, I don't think it really has anything to do with the director. No. Yeah, and Mamma Mia was, it was fine. I liked the sequel. Yeah, I don't really remember it too much. I've only seen it once. Oh, I've seen it a couple times. But, like, it's not super memorable. But mm-hmm. it also wasn't, like, I wasn't like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> but from what I've heard of To All the Boys I've Loved Before, the second one, it's absolutely terrible. It's really bad. So, so I think it has to go to yeah, that. I think we'd have to give it to that. Yeah. So, I, I think with that all being said and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we give it one bonus nice so now we will add up all of the scores now I will add it up twice to make sure that I added it correctly okay okay we have added up the scores (laughs) yes so our final score is 79.5 what (laughs) 79.5 yeah (laughs) this has never happened before (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean supposed to give that a grade well you gotta look it up <laughs> no but it's like a b plus is 79 that's the cut off and an a minus an 80 <laughs> rip so we rounding up or down i think you usually round up right all right okay i guess that we're rounding that up to an 80 percent then okay which actually gives it an a minus yeah legit well <laughs> take that freaking women haters <laughs> take that yeah come take at that us fangirl haters take yeah. that random person on Cora that you fought with <laughs> oh I love fighting with people on Cora. <laughs> student has demonstrated exemplary performance related to learning outcomes wow yeah most, give some final thoughts about it I I actually really like this movie I've seen yeah. it a lot <laughs> You know, I'm not saying it deserves an Oscar. No. But. It's definitely a movie. I think we're the type of people where, like, if we like something, we're going to like it. Yeah, we're not going to be like, oh, guilty pleasure. No, I like this movie. Yeah. I don't care what you think about that. And I mean, again, we will say this is our opinion. We are trying to be objective. Like, obviously, we're saying this is a a movie that we really like, and we didn't give it all (laughs) tens. No, so like, we gave it kind of decently high, but but like, it's just. I think it's again, a movie. Again, I don't think you can be super objective about art. Yeah. Because again, I can like the cinematography and think that the blue is interesting and good and re- and like relation to what it's trying to say. Mm-hmm. 
But then other people can be like, well, I think it's too much. I think yeah. it's too on the nose. Which and I then think it's like, who's right about it? Yeah, no one's right because it's it's objective. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, <laughs> y- these things are subjective. We can't be like, it is this or it is that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I this think is why if you have a different opinion, we would yeah, love to hear your opinion and why. We would like to hear that. <laughs> Take the disintegrate test. We'll probably make one of those. Yeah, we'll make one of those. Yeah. If it's not out yet, uh, we'll make it and we'll make one find of those. it. We'll put it on our Instagram. We'll put it in a little, little one of those bubble highlight things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Catch it there. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was a, it was a big movie. It is good for its time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever have anything like it. But um, yeah, I think it it was kind of like a it was its own kind of genre of like it was a I'm saying this in quote air quotes it was a bad movie that everyone loved yeah it was kind of like its own thing mm-hmm. i guess the equivalent of that now is people are saying are like netflix movies except the netflix movies are actually the worst <laughs> <laughs> which is again my opinion i think that has to do okay. with though the fact that i think they are kind of more low quality yeah you look at the i think the, streaming services it's just that they're destroying they're movies. like I think the problem with the Netflix stuff is that they're like they're just made so rapidly and quickly. Yeah. That it's clearly like they're not Yeah, that clearly they're not putting the t- like they'll be like the odd gem that they obviously put more time into and you can tell. Mm-hmm. And it actually like does well. But you can tell that they put more time into it and then everything else is just kind of like they're pumping out these movies cuz they're like we got to fill our there's got to be a new Netflix or whatever thing out mm-hmm. every month. So, yeah. I think that's kind of the problem. Yeah. Which is not the case with this movie. This movie was just, they were like, people really like this book. So we're going to make some money. I think people would like the movie. And people did. Yeah. And if if you said the director was really passionate about it, great. She did... Yeah, the di- director, she just seemed like all around like she actually cared about what she was doing. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah. I think you should all rewatch it um, if you like it. And if you like it, don't be ashamed. Yeah. You should never be ashamed. Anyways, so I think that's all. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Cine.Grade or on Twitter at Cinegrade to keep up with what films we review next. Feel free to send us suggestions on Instagram or email us at cinegradepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you feel about the film. Send us your own grade and give any thoughts you have. If you disagree about anything, feel free to tell us about that too. We're always interested in having conversations about film. Also, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us because it really helps us get more exposure amongst all of the other podcasts out there. And we would really like more exposure because we need the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) We need... We need fans. Yeah. Um, well, we want to get your opinion. We like yeah, we like I think talking. It, it's interesting more to yeah. have more people tell us what they think. And I mean, the whole reason that we're making this is because we like talking about movies. Yeah. So, and that includes like it's it's not just us talking about movies. We like other people's opinions, and yeah, we want to hear other sides. Yeah. We want to hear why you love or hate something. It's interesting. So. <laughs> Yeah. Get in on the, on the conversation. <laughs> uh, okay, where can they reach you? Uh, they can reach me on Instagram at Elshakur. You guys can also find me on Instagram at underscore Chelsea Mitchell underscore. If you want to keep up with us personally or ask us any questions, never hesitate to reach out. 
Um, so yeah, I think that's all for this week. I'm Chelsea Mitchell. I'm Elsha Kerr. And we'll see you next time on Centigrade. <laughs>